when it rains and it doesn't stop it just keeps coming and your ship gets blowed up and your boyfriend turns out to be a genocidal sex creep and you gotta go train your oppressor to be a terrorist and your doctor has fucked up ethics and why are you attracted to him anyways? It's just a lot sometimes. You know? It's a lot. It's time for the rules of acquisition. Hello, and welcome to The Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we are going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the uh, greatest of the serialized Star Trek. I said that one before, but I say a lot of things. Anyways, my name is... Wade Bowen, and with me, as always, is James Nolan. Today's writing tip is if using a cliche, it's okay if you just put the first part and dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I, and uh, more on that later. Uh, and also, Hugh Crawford. Hey. And uh, yeah, we are talking about uh, an episode called... Um, not a cliche. Uh, I don't know where they got this title from. Uh, when it rains, dot dot dot. <laughs> yes, when it rains, dot dot dot. First aired on May fifth, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, it is the twenty first episode of season seven, and here is the IMDb description. Kira gets sent behind Cardassian lines in an effort to train them in resistance fighting. When Doctor Bashir learns of the deadly disease Odo is infected with, he gets met with resistance whilst trying to obtain his medical records from Starfleet. Martok gets blindsided by Gowan uh, when he arrives on Deep Space Nine and announces that he assumed command of the Klingon. Did the re- recap really say whilst? Yeah. That is what happens. I-, I hope you guys are ready to go to terrorism school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. When it rains, it pours all these different important plot details that are important to the end game not to mention ducat gets blinded oh yeah right blinded by the light yeah struck up like struck a up douche like a deuce under the <laughs> he ends up in a man for man song yep yeah yeah when it rains it pours all these things that are good for the end game that i don't know they cards on the table i like this one more than the previous episodes we've gotten in this end game arc so far it feels like we're kicking off on a next phase maybe Maybe, like, they actually uh, wrote this one after they finished the, the four before it, maybe. I don't know. They did. I, re- I, did, I did not hate this, but I did not like it either. Let me put it that way. And I think what I'm trying to say is this was – it's just – it was sort of bland. Like, they're, they're supposed to ratchet stuff up, but it was just kind of tedious, I thought. I mean, arguing about records and trying to get clearances, tedious. <laughs> Teaching a bunch of Cardassians how to be uh, terrorists could have been interesting, but it ended up being tedious. Oh, I like that. Uh, Guy Wynn going, but yeah, tedious. Okay, fair. I got fair on that one. <laughs> and Martok, and Martok basically losing his job is tedious. So uh, see, I yeah, I liked a lot of the, of the we talked before and like the previous things about like how they're not like getting our our friends and where we want to see them near the end and this one did a little bit better job of that like cisco is doing space captain shit not religious bullshit uh kira is having to face exactly what you know they they even call out the irony of her having to teach her oppressors how to do what she used to do and i that's a fun inversion to do they get the most ham-fisted reason to get her in a starfleet uniform well sure i don't understand because they had a better reason i had to rewind that you're right but they have a better reason there's a non-aggression pact well that's what (laughs) see that's the thing we talked about this non-aggression pact and i feel like it just got forgot like the, it just like oh, that's a that good happen? reason to do this. Other than uh, they'll only tolerate you if you got a different shirt on, yeah. broad. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, you need to look more like Ro Laren, <laughs> like who was supposed to be you at the beginning of this. Uh, yeah, it was really a startlingly dumb thing to how it was deployed in this episode. Does it play a 
part. It it does feel like they just wanted to get her into a Starfleet uniform, and this is like this is the thing they just pulled out of their ass to do it. Yep, that's exactly what. Yeah. It did a Make a Wish Foundation kid like <laughs> <laughs> want his last wish to be that that Kira was in a Starfleet uniform? Or, like I don't know why they would do this. Yeah, it's somebody just wanted to see that at by the end game. So yeah, you're right. That is kind of like it's a weird. Okay, let me talk about this real quick. There, it's a real weird pattern with the spinoff shows. To have a character who is decidedly not in Star Treat, Star Treat. <laughs> well, I got a treat for you. Starfleet end up in a Starfleet uniform. Yeah. yeah. Because um, we had Q in the first series have a just a raging hard on to get in the Starfleet uniform, and he always put one on whenever he had a chance. When it became human, he asked Jean Luc if he could become a member of Starfleet, and it was like a big thing. You know, mm-hmm. and this show they shoehorned Kira into the uniform for a really poor reason when they actually had an existing good reason. And in Voyager, for I can't even remember why Neelix ends up getting <laughs> the commission, really? but he ends up the the cook. Yeah, uh, <laughs> all ends up uh, <laughs> get you know getting a commission and a uniform in the last season of Voyager too. So it's a real weird thing that it's like the, the creators can't resist. They they just assume that every, if you're working with these people every day, you desperately want to be in a uniform. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're back on, they're on some Starfleet bullshit where like, this is the epitome of, like, I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't even know the reasoning behind it other than that oh, would be fun to do. Well, it, it seemed to me, I thought that I, I thought that was the reason why, because I knew she ends up in, in one. Right. I remember you bringing that up before. And I, yeah. I thought that the reason was, is that someone said, someone on set said, guys, she can't be doing this. It's a non-aggression pack. And they're like, oh shit, you're right. I guess we have to write an excuse or something, you know. Yeah, but that wasn't, yeah. Uh, it, it didn't. Well, I mean, so much of this, like, okay, so the story on this episode, so much of this is uh, half-cocked because they fucked up shit. Uh-huh. So the whole Ducat gets blinded storyline is because Renee Echevarria fucked up the first episode by developing the ducat Kaiwen story too much, and so there's nothing for them to do except release the parades, so they got to get rid of the characters, but we've spent so much time with them so far, so they had to blind him, and you, you, you're homeless for five episodes, and that's like a, you know, it's a way to pause that storyline without any development, and that was why that happened. The Kira having to, to train Damar is because... When they came up with the concept of the Damar plot, then they realized there was going to be just scenes and scenes and scenes of nothing but Damar and other people. Like, our our, friend, our space friends would have no agency in that storyline. Mm-hmm. So then they have to bring Kira in. That, that came up this episode. And then Odo was not supposed to have... He was supposed to be the carrier of the disease, but not a victim of the disease until... 20 pages into him writing the script and also 20 pages of all the other writers writing their other scripts. So Ronald E. Moore had to scratch his second script. Again? His second first script in this 10-story arc because Renee Echevarria fucked up his preceding script. Uh-huh. So, because he realized that if Odo doesn't have the disease, then it's pretty low stakes. He's just mad for being a disease vector, not, you know... He's mad because he got fucked up, like because they he was used, not mad because he's dying. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, it makes sense to to give him the disease. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny that Ronald D. Moore is the guy who's got like, I mean, he ended up having the heart on for the most, you know, like serialized storytelling out of everybody later on in his career. Right. So, so it's yeah. totally understandable that this he, happened. He's like seen this. how not to do it, and he's like, I can do this better. Uh, yeah. Like, there's a lot in this, like, they're doing a lot to move the pieces around, like, oh, this is just what we wanted to, you know, like, oh, let's just get her in a Starfleet uniform, oh, let's, we can't deal with with, uh, Dukat right now, let's figure out how to blind him and send him off on this other thing. We want, we have something we want to do with Gowron that we want to set up for the end, so let's do this thing with Martok. So they're, it's moving pieces around, but I think it does an all right job of it, you know, like, I like the pieces that they're moving. I like 
like I've said, I like the irony of having her having to teach the Cardassians how to be guerrilla of warfare. I, okay, on paper, that's not a bad idea. However, she's completely, it's completely, like, boring. See, I don't know, I didn't find it as boring. The execution is not that good. It's not even, no, she, it's not even boring because they had to actually shit-can actual drama. Both of them loved Zial, and Damar yeah. killed her. Right, they do gloss over that And they just kind of walk in and go, boop, Yeah, boop, that's boop. what I, I guess that's kind of what I mean. There's no, it's not, there's nothing juicy. Well, she's kind of like... All right, guys. How many times do I gotta tell you? No names. All right, guys. You can't have everybody in the same place. God, See, I like guys. that. I like that stuff. That didn't seem lazy or blowing. The I like that a it lot. It seemed. That, that, I understood that they they could have like they could be bad at ter- terrorism. I understand like pivoting from being a military organization to being a guerrilla outfit is tough, but. Mm-hmm. Having interpersonal conflict would have made it interesting. They did shit can all that. Yeah. And having the actual execution of conveying the problems was sort of, was sort of, they wouldn't, and boring. And she seems kind of like bored by it. I, in her performance. I, I don't, I, I don't agree. I think you don't think she just had like slight exasperation. No, I do agree. Like with the ZL thing, they throw in like you know I really loved her, right? And then they throw a line at Damar like, "Oh, I hate her too," but you know what? I got to get over it. And they do get over it pretty easily. I will give you, I'll give you that. And that is an opportunity for a lot of character drama that they could have played up and, and really pissed and really pissed off the actors too oh yeah that makes sense because yeah that that is that is this a, is a show where the actors are almost always pissed off isn't it <laughs> though apparently that is a fair <laughs> complaint but the logistics of her explaining like a guerrilla warfare stuff and the whole like the all the stuff about like oh i'm talking about her performance oh, well like, I, it seemed yeah it seems wooden and and i bored. don't know because they <laughs> i mean I, I yeah I I don't know if I I maybe it was or maybe it wasn't I was carried on by the the content of I mean they it's it's lecturing they can't have her in the shit with in like in an actual trench with two other guys trying to get a message to or setting a like you can't do something exciting with her like setting a bomb somewhere with two other Cardassians like I thought that's what it was gonna be when it was terrorism school instead it's literally just them in a cave and her being like come on guys yeah come on the having to explain what you know I felt like for uh modern day <laughs> issues and stuff like the trying to have to explain what it, you know like the setting up your boyfriend was a collaborator and we don't want to kill our own kind and she's like look it's this is war you have to be uh I think you have to like decide. You have to otherize that stuff. Oh man, like, that was. Can uh, we talk about how they dipped their toes in the waters of dark pragmatism and and just completely <laughs> glossed over <laughs> the implications of it? That was another thing that I found slightly hilarious. Well, I mean, this like, is, do we think that? Do we think oh. that? I mean, I thought it was uh, interesting that they went there. I mean, this being pre nine eleven and everything too, it's interesting. But it's a yeah, the whole like, oh, they're they're collaborators. You got to write them off. Is like that's how you win a kind of that war. You know, and I don't even personally necessarily agree with that. Kind but of then stuff. they showed the they then they asked all those questions that I've always asked about the show. Was then why was Odo not a collaborator? Right, right. And, and, and <laughs> they, they actually they go flat. at that and kind of the just show doesn't have. Yeah, they don't have an answer the for that. Show doesn't like, even you don't, have, you don't have an have answer, answer for it. Odo, and he's like, it's fine. I thought, <laughs> yeah, that, you don't have to answer that, Odo, for story reasons. <laughs> that's okay, Odo. These people are assholes. We know you're great. You know, like that. I don't know. That was pretty stupid. But <laughs> One of the things that I will say is that at that least they I, asked those questions. They, did. they laid the bait. They laid the bait like they were going to explain. They laid the bait that like they were going to explain the difference between right, but the, Odo's participation, and then she she literally jumps in and says, "You don't have anything to like explain for right. yourself." Well, I mean, even Garrick is like, you know, the only reason you're asking that is to stir the shit up because she doesn't have a good answer for it. That's the whole thing. Like you don't have to, and that there's like, well, look, we can either. Oh, I know. I loved Garrick all of a sudden being like the moral center for everybody. All of a sudden, that made a well, whole it wasn't. Lot of sense he wasn't too. being the moral center. He was just pointing out like the only reason to bring oh, that up. I'm saying stuff like, "You're lucky. She could have killed you." Yeah. You know if, if, that kind of. I mean, 
or just coming in. She would and, have killed you, yeah. But <laughs> coming in and showing, like, expressing how much he cares for Odo was weird. And Odo's response was actually like appropriate. Like, if you, if you, if I don't want sympathy for my, oh, was that the yeah, next episode? Nothing, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't watched the next episode, but that was, I don't, that was not in here. Oh, sorry, cut this out. I'm, I watched ahead a little bit. Sorry. That's all right. I, I was like, I, but was, yeah. I have complaints about how Garrick is, is used next week. That's something okay. for you all to get. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> it's taste a little for taste. next week. Well, I liked, I, I mean, I didn't, actually, I didn't love or hate him in this week, but I thought that was fine. His whole, like, look, the only reason to bring that shit up is if you want to start a fight. You're, it's not productive. And the guy just wants to start a fight. And the reason. And them bringing up, weren't you a collaborator, Odo? I'm glad they did, you know? And they don't have a good answer for it. And it, it is kind of, let's just not, you know, they they might not dive into that as deep as they could. You're right. But at least they address it. But they didn't address, I mean, addressing it is that... Yeah, they didn't go full. Just voicing the question is not a... And I don't mean you have to have a pat answer, but I mean, like, it seems like they didn't, like... I mean, he gave... They really he, didn't unpack it. He get, yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. know where they're going for... Maybe maybe they're leading to something, but it doesn't sound like it. I mean, he kind of had a pad answer where he was just like, "Look, I thought there was going to be justice, and then I realized that that's not going to happen." And yeah, but couldn't every fucking collaborator say that? I thought this was the best way to help the best right, way to right, help right. my people. Right. That's they even say, "Well, if once you figured it out, you should have just resigned your commission, right?" And he's like, "But it's you know, it was I didn't, and it's." Fucked up that I have thought out from the start, guys. But but that's how people live in the world, you know. Like they don't think these kind of things out, and there's not a good answer for why he stayed necessarily. They would have fucked, but Jorans would have fucking killed Odo. Right. I've always thought that. Yeah. They'd have fucking killed him. Right. And I like, mean, we got into that. Kira, Kira leading the Kira leading the charge. We we got into that when we started the podcast. Even there was a whole second episode was supposed to be about like the tribe. Yeah, of- yeah. That's always been my. I've never understood. It was half. It's a out, sticky yeah. wicket that the show itself never really got its arms around. It never ne- never did. But I, for like a Star Trek kind of like idealistic show, you're right. They just, they asked a question. They didn't do a deep dive on it. You're totally right. But for the Star Trek show in the 90s and whatever, I appreciated what they were doing with it. Hmm. And yeah. I mean, it was just, they they had a lot. This was a real, this is a, this is 10 pounds of shit in a five pound sack. So right. that's, like how, I what mean. Would you, you, this, what would you have wanted them to do with it? You would have wanted them for to go in a deep dive. Well, I sure. mean, I think that each storyline here could have been, could have been expanded out to, be its own episode really you really if you have three different plots that could all be worked out into i mean the julian thing where that actually could have been a nice b plot yeah like mm-hmm. you know instead of get given a third of sort of an octoplot right i mean we D talked plot. in the first four of these that and i agree with odo should be driving this whole back 10th episode arc honestly mm-hmm. but he's not in there but they're moving the pieces around in this episode to finally get the Odo thing into one of the major pieces of the end and how it orchestrates is this Odo plot they're just now finally getting around to getting these pieces in place which they they should should have totally started with but they didn't but I appreciated them starting to do that in this episode and the Julian I'm sorry Odo but you have space aids is part of how do they of doing that? Mm-hmm. I think that it's just that we've talked about. I mean, the last time we talked about cranberry sauce was with uh, Brene Chavarius mm-hmm. and his writing, and I think that that this is just prey to that. Where to Hugh's point, he's not saying what's the most interesting way for Kira to train them. Like, I don't think that happened. I think he just started, it was time to write the next scene. And the next scene is, well, she's training them. So put a cave and put a rule and say, say training things. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's the way to, con- oh, and I've, these message boards people have always been saying about Odo as a collaborator. So I'm getting pissed at that. I'm going to give that a voice. And, and, and he makes that, like, like literally the scene starts with one, one Klingon like elbow and the other and say, get a load of this. Watch me do this. Watch me like, But yeah. Yeah. Like when I, when I elbow my daughter and say, I'm going to call your, your brother a goth and it's going to piss him off. It's going to be funny. <laughs> like, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was how it was brought up and that was how it was resolved. 
so it's never like this like interesting way like it seems like he's never doing that secondary thinking was this and Chiv- so makes... Chiv- Chivaria? i thought this was around another oh this was right no this is a Chivaria. Oh, okay. yeah this is a Chivaria. okay yeah because he was the one that was fucking up all these plot points that then ron uh, ronald yes. e. moore had to correct next week um so i think that it's and, and it, like even with the even again with the um, Esri Julian, you know, that seems like they're not thinking about how to develop that storyline. That's really O'Brien's only role as is the wingman to yeah, like like Oof. I mean O'Brien, who's we've been with for fifteen years, whatever, however long we've known O'Brien. And we've watched him meet his girlfriend and get married and have two kids in interesting ways. Like, and this is the last episodes we spend with him, and he's he's just he's playing like the the pre Guardians of the Galaxy Chris Pratt role. Like he's <laughs> playing the, that role. And so yeah, I, I don't know. I like the good friend or you know right, the right. Kevin James to Bashir, <laughs> Bashir's uh, Adam Sandler. And that's what he's sort of become. And so I think that that's where I feel like that they're not putting in this secondary thinking yeah. that then I'd want to see in these kinds of things. And so I think it makes these things seem guile, like interesting, uh, not at the most least interesting, what a tedious right. is another way. It's because they're not doing it in these, like, they're, I, they seem to not be putting a lot of thought into how to deploy these things. Except for, I mean, like, and maybe it's just, the art direction and the actor, but I felt like the Galrod stuff, you know, when he comes out like Morris Day from from Purple Rain, <laughs> like I thought that was kind of great. I thought like that that's that kind of secondary thinking. If Kira had walked in like Morris Day <laughs> into that cave, <laughs> that yeah, would yeah. have been something else. <laughs> yeah, the terrorism experts is here. Da boom, da boom, da boom. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, yeah. that would have been something. But right, no, you're, 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 y'all are right. The execution, you're right, could use more of that secondary thinking that you're like talking about. And I'm not gonna actually fight you on that. But I guess what I like about this episode is just getting the pieces in more interesting places than they have been in the last previous episodes up to this for me anyways yeah i mean no yeah i mean i, I it that's one of those where i knew it was going there so i yeah, yeah. I, I, it's hard to give them but you're right i mean this is more interesting than what we've seen before i guess or on paper right like right. i think that kira training the like that's a a better show would have that idea you know like a better written script would have that idea still uh-huh. i feel like they were on screen for seven minutes yeah right it really felt like the Cliff Notes version of, of whatever scene you think that that's going to be. Right. It did feel like, I mean, like I think I, I may have, like, talking about, it felt like they were had to fit in so much into this episode to get these pieces moved around to where they could orchestrate where how it was going to wrap up. They're, like, they, they wrote four episodes and they're like, oh, this is going to be about cisco getting married and stuff and then they're like oh shit we got to start getting things in places to where we know how we're gonna wrap up the dominion war instead of just doing this religious stuff and we we know we know there's the brain they're still doing this like this galron stuff seems to be an an, i mean i'm not going to call it unnecessary because i think it's good to ratchet up tension and make more complications for your yeah yeah. for, for your for the heroes to overcome but this galron stuff does seem like it seems like somebody had an idea to ratchet up another story, yeah, yeah. you know, use another story to ratchet up. So that was unnecessary. So it seems it doesn't seem like they're blowing through it, but I don't know. Yeah, they're not moving it forward. They're just getting it to where it can kick off to the right way. Because mm-hmm. the Gowron stuff, because they know this, I think they know that, well, he's not going to show up in Voyager because that's in the Delta Quadrant. And they, they know this might be Worf. And the Klingons, like, last storyline outside of a movie, right? So mm-hmm. we need to find a way to even tie off Martok's storyline and also even Worf to an extent going forward. Yeah. yeah you know. the, the greater Klingon soap opera that Worf has, that's mm-hmm. always sort of revolved around Worf. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And it ends, that great Klingon soap opera ends with... Marta, with Garon just being like, I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> right. Well, uh, that's that if, if was yours, the most. If yours, 
<laughs> if you're his brother now, then you're as good okay with me. And like, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, and that's, that's it. it. Uh-huh. Huh? Okay, uh, and then right. it's directed by Michael Dorn. This episode, by the way, yeah, too. which is yeah, Michael Dorn seems like he's sleepwalking through all of this. I'm sorry. But uh, there's nothing that was he. He wasn't in it enough for me to realize to really think he had much. Exactly. He's probably on screen just as much as Odo, but you don't even realize it. He's like, but you are a better tactician than he would ever be. I am proud to call you (laughs) brother or to be in the house of Mm -hmm. Moog. Yes, yes, I am the. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to talk like Mako or Klingon. Actually. Yeah, the, the Galrod stuff. I, I mean, I, I would probably like. I think a, like a better written, like a more thought out thing would still have this plot line as an element. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the idea of Galrod as a as as a dumbass, like a good natured dumbass. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I and, and I like re you know going back <laughs> your to good times. Yeah, he's a good times friend. <laughs> he's your good times friend, but not your but good politician. Yeah. But he's a shit. Like yeah. he's not good tactician or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When you tell your friend you had some trauma, and he goes, "Why haven't you called me and told me this?" Well, because you're really bad with this shit, <laughs> right? Because you're going to have a good time. <laughs> but I keep you, I keep you on my phone because you know when when, when I want to have a good time, you're fun, <laughs> right? And, but and I you, know if I come up with you with a problem, you're just going to make it about you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I mean, I like that continuation of character of Galron, and I think that you know, I you know, everybody knows I love the actor who plays him, and mm-hmm. so. I don't know. I mean, I I like that part of it, but yeah. So I mean, we don't have to go through everything, but the 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 plot details they have the Klingons are the only ones whose ships are not affected by that energy dampening weapon that destroyed the Defiant last episode. Mm-hmm. So they've got to carry it. There's fifteen hundred Klingon ships, and all the Romulans and all the Starfleet ships are just like dead in the water so they're outnumbered 20 to 1 1500 ships and so now they have to hold the line while they and they're gonna do strafing guerrilla tactics against the, the dominion while everybody else sits there with their thumbs up their asses trying to get their ships to work again and damar's a by the book guy and that's why they need kira to teach them how to be a guerrilla fighter and then julian needs synthetic organs so he needs could i have a cup of goo i need to borrow a cup of goo. And he's like, "Hey, Odo, jizz in this cup." And uh, excuse me. And uh, and then he, he he's got such like he loves getting the goo so much. If you look at Julian's eyes, do you notice that? Like, yeah, he's got sex eyes for the goo cup. <laughs> he loves some goo. Yeah. But they need undifferentiated tissue. So basically, they need Odo for his stem cells, which you know is pretty. Hey, it's mm-hmm. it's looking forward. Oh man. George Bush would hate this. Yeah, right. <laughs> to to grow hearts or livers or whatever. Yeah. Oh my God! Remember that feels like twenty five years. I mean, it was like I mean that fe- I f- I feel so old when you brought that up. Oh yeah. I was like, when's the last time I've heard this stem cell oh, right. controversy? I've ever thought about uh, it. How about last week when <laughs> it got back? It got back into the. Oh, I missed that. Oh, I've it's, been in, it's like, come La- up. I've been in La La Land. Because somebody about was stem cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're done. We're we're like whatever we had. I'm like going for us on that. God, it's I got gone. a fucking right. Just, fucking just another, just another thing that got rolled. Like just another aggressive Fuck. thing. I don't know. Yeah, we got around it not needing them, right? Didn't we figure out some way that doesn't? They need figured them? out a way to do it without doing embryonic stem cells. Yeah. But, but I think we got. I think we even whatever we've got is oh, because we're dumb. Be. We're dumb world. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. We're dumb world. President Camacho is, is watering our <laughs> crops with Gatorade. It's got the electrolytes. It's got what plants crave, man. Uh, yeah. It's got what plants crave. Yeah. Yeah. And the Soulbor stuff, poor old Soulbor. I thought she does a good job of playing up to lie to, about Soulbor. And then her guilt over that is why she won't fuck Dukat anymore. But yeah. And then he's he gets his eyes burned out by the Necromonomicon. Uh, <laughs> Oh, boy, you <laughs> we hardly knew you. You know, this was all. This was really. This was r- some really rough stuff. Yeah. to watch. Yeah, was, this was. It's the like actors they, don't even seem into it. 
Mm-mm. Yeah, they they don't exactly have chemistry, do they? Well, I no, mean, I mean they they don't seem into the it. Louise Fletcher is outright bad. Yeah, I this. know. Yeah, like, I hate to say it. Yeah, you hate to say it, but <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see it, folks. You hate to see her act like this bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, and then when uh, the the Ezri and uh, Miles and when Miles is playing like the the best friend in a John Hughes movie. Mm-hmm. And he's being Chris Candy. Yeah, basically. Or John Candy. <laughs> you know, oh, going back to another one of our overarching problems with Julian when he's like, oh, so did you ever figure out what was going on with the. With, oh, uh, my God. Ezri is like, no, but I called her in here to get test. Re- I, I called her in here because I told her I had her test results back. And he's like, wait, isn't that unethical? <laughs> isn't that unethical or something? Well. And yes, it is. <laughs> they flat. We have a character we call actually him out. call out Julian <laughs> finally for his crummy, unethical <laughs> behavior. Yeah, and my, and he's like, nah. it's like no, it is like. And then and then when she comes in there, you know, she's probably concerned because he's like, look, I got your test results on. You really need to talk to you. And she probably comes in, oh my god, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? She comes in. Do you have my test results? And he's like, oh yes. And he never tells her anything about him. <laughs> So just leaves her hanging like an asshole. Well, she actually just says, I think I'm in love with you, is what she says. Well, she's like, yeah, well, I was with Worf. It's, no, he doesn't hear it. Oh, my it, God, but I, this episode. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, that. She doesn't say you. She says, I was in, I'm was in. i in love with. Then he goes, oh, my God. And he sees that Odo has space AIDS. And he does it. Walker told me I have AIDS. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to make light of uh, AIDS, especially at this time, like, it feels almost like they know, like, come on, are you... Oh, this is most definitely AIDS. Pretty ham-fisted AIDS. He heavy. even has the noticing the lesions yeah, yeah. after... Yeah, he's got a carcinoma after on there. The, after getting the diagnosis scene, which is in every AIDS movie mm-hmm. ever. Yep, yeah, so. yeah. So I was like, okay, uh, I mean, that's just, I guess it's, it's that was what you did in the 90s, huh? I don't I don't have any... Everything was... A, there was a lot of AIDS yeah, going on. I mean, I mean that, which, that I... I don't want to even that's them, deride that. Yeah, that's them playing the zeitgeist. Yeah, but yeah. so I'm not. But ugh, I don't. I don't know. I, that's the least of their crimes, really. Yeah, is. yeah. Julian's yeah. gotten good at curing STDs because he he had to cure uh, that space herpes on the quickening and yeah. and, and like oh, no no I no, do no, like I got that this. they kept having to say what he fucked the what he fucked his space mom he got it and he goes <laughs> yeah. wait a minute he fucked her two year a year ago but this is <laughs> yeah. like they all had to do go back and do like the math on when he fucked his space mom and or like his goo mom and. <laughs> And and so they, they, I liked how much math that was involved. And well, he got it earlier. Wait, when did Homecoming air? Was <laughs> right. that was that was that season five? Like they stop and go. Was that that was season four? Season yeah, five? Yeah. Wait, wait. Four nine four one nine. Hmm. That started. Uh, yeah. yeah that, that's it. That's season four, I think. So three years ago. And <laughs> so yeah. This dumb show. Yeah, and they they won't give it to him because it's like classified and it was like yeah it probably should be i mean i don't want to take their sides because they're you know bad guys i guess Mm. but they're like no we're not gonna let you cure the yeah whatever i even felt like they were you know they're doing some shtick with the with the bureaucracy Mm -hmm. like scene where him like navigating the bureaucracy of stonewalling Yeah, yeah and that was I don't know, like that. That's an idea that a show could pursue in these kind. You know, if you're going to stick with Bashir investigating, because yeah, yeah. we all know, okay, so Sh- Bashir has only done one thing in the last two years, and that's Section Thirty One, right? So we know where this is all going. It, it's not like he's got a lot of. <laughs> it's not like he's got a lot of like character work on his plate right now. He's just the Section Thirty One guy, and. Uh, not even because he's not even because he's like a like he's a con like a like a augment or let's whatever. Not, let's it's not even because Garrick made out. It's with, better beats the heck out of being the undercover gangster agent guy. What's that guy? Bilby. Bilby. It's better being the Bilby guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they may be. They haven't. They yeah. All O'Brien has done in two years is be the guy who once had a gangster friend. Right. Right. I mean, you could argue again with how they deployed it, but they have since the beginning 
put little notes here. Maybe they didn't have an idea of it. They're connecting dots by making them Section 31 because he was in, he was excited about spy stuff when Garrick was massaging him, and then he did the James Bond thing, and then he did. And they're like, oh wait a minute, I guess we can do spy shit with him in mm-hmm. Section 31. Yeah. And Doctor, I mean, I guess like I mean, I guess it's close to House, and I love how you know everybody loves House. <laughs> So I, you know, it's a it's a medical mystery, right? Space house, yeah, space they house. Should've, space they should have tried to have space. That's a what? fucking space house is a fucking great idea. Right. Well, this like, yeah, they, that's what Star Trek should have. I mean, that's what they should have been. With their, they should have at least one space house episode of, a uh, season. A season right. Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, this is pre house, but no, you're right. They it's going yeah. yeah. But I mean, the the no, it's still not pre. It doesn't pre the exist the genre of a medical mystery show no no but yeah. i mean i'm just talking about house in particular but yes you're right yeah 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 that would be great they should do that they should that's like every se- i love a med they don't have that medical mystery itch like that's not a thing that they yeah that's clever they may have house did a lot of episodes they may have done them all <laughs> they need new diseases which is why space house would work because you get to learn all You're of saying the, they, they, like, House closed the book on House? On human, well, on human diseases, which is why Space House would be good, because now it would be all new Romulan diseases or whatever, you know? <laughs> uh, and it's it, like 500 it, different versions of uh, Tuvan Syndrome for Vulcans. Tuvan Syndrome or whatever. Yeah, you could do all kinds of interesting stuff. Yeah. But this... Yeah, story possibilities, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah they should make... Uh, Hugh Colber on Discovery just space house, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe a better, right, we'll right. Leave, maybe a better we'll, actor. We'll, but we'll, we'll trust you with that. Well, I mean, Wade, we'll trust you on that. It's a choice. <laughs> no, yeah, it'd they, yeah. be great for him to make one. It's somewhere to go. You know, if Jason Isaacs was playing the Doctor on uh, uh, okay. Star Trek Space House, yes, yeah, that yeah. Would work. Well, you know what, Hugh Colbert—he's a good actor. They just need to give him better scripts. That that goes uh, with a lot of uh, discovery. A Ricky from Ricky from My So Called Life, yeah. Hmm. He's fine. I don't know. I, I uh, Look, okay. He's grown a lot since My So Called Life, man. You can't judge him on. <laughs> I watched the first season. Yeah, I know. He seems like Ricky. He's <laughs> he's fine, but I mean. I can't tell you one thing about my so-called life. He's not like Amanda. It's not Amanda Seyfried from Mean Girls to to First Reformed. I mean, <laughs> oh my god! I guess that's it. Well, it's a contem- you, it's a contemporary. You just gave me a mind wipe. I can't talk about anything else now that you brought up First, First Reformed. Oh, shit. Uh, so yeah, my so-called life. Uh, concurrent with Deep Space Nine, right? At some point, probably. Oh yeah. For, well, yeah, earlier. Yeah. Yeah, not this. Or anyways. Yeah, Jared Leto was getting beat the fuck up in Fight Club by this time. Right. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so uh, the dispersal pattern was all wrong, and we know that's because he's seen that. And they call back all the way back to season one, where he he recognizes the dispersal pattern from Odo's report from Starfleet Medical, which they had to get Sigma-9 clearance from Captain Sisko to get, except he realizes that it's the same one that he saw from Dr. Mora... So present in season one at some point, so he knows it's a fake, and he, because he's been in augment the whole time. And he, it's a it's fake. A fake. Yes. <laughs> do y'all re- do y'all remember? Uh, that would have been a nice callback if they could have figured <laughs> yeah, out right. a way for Bashir you just, to do you that. You just reminded me. Do y'all remember a uh, Benjamin Cisco? <laughs> Like he used to be a character on the show. Yeah. And he, like they they played yeah, him. Yeah, he was in he was in it for five minutes to tell Kira like that's right. tough if you he don't had, like he, it. He, I remember he was in this because he got to be a captain for five se- like yes. thirty seconds. Well, he, yeah, and and talk about we gotta cut our hands. Yeah, and Captain Hand Sandwich is like that hand cutting sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's like I guess we can't use her and yeah. That guy, every time I see that guy, I'm like, I totally wish. I mean, we joke about Mike, whatever. Mike what Star. Yeah, Mike Star. We, we joke about him having that role, but literally any any character actor with a, an ounce of watchability would have been better than that I, guy. I, I think it's every time I see him now, I still think uh, Scully from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Hitchcock. I can't remember which one's which, <laughs> but he just sounds like he, he looks like him. He sounds like, okay. yeah. those are all the diabetes is I have. Uh, yeah. 
But uh, someone with could have put some panache in the I got my hand. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. hand still hurts. Stop whining about your, your hand, hand, you fool. <laughs> right. That's what the blood wine's for. Have you never cut your hand before? Why are you whining to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of Cisco like he's like oh yeah we're gonna we're in we're in the Klingon shit now I have fun with it quit being a wimp mm. ham sandwich it still stings uh, that's what the blood wine's for it did remind me that I do like watching Avery Brooks enjoying playing Cisco enjoying the Klingons yeah <laughs> like that 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 is but I mean that was like two seconds of this right and and say what you will for Federation values in Deep Space Nine, like once they realize that it's a fake, they're like, well, Starfleet Medical would never, never send a fake because mm. Starfleet itself is too pure. So any voiding of those Starfleet ideals, well, and they there's no uncertainty to it. They know Starfleet and the Federation is too pure. When this sin intrudes in on it, it has to be Section 31. There's no other way, which is, you know what? I I admire that kind of certainty about the, your, your institution. Well, not only, but yeah, yeah, but the guy from the actual institution told him to let these fucking goo, goo bastards die. Like, literally, he said that to him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should be ashamed of yourself trying to cure a disease. <laughs> Yeah, they right. could wipe out it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you for trying to stop a genocide, <laughs> asshole. Right. Well, Just you know, save your friend. Miles says, "Well, those those desk types are in Starfleet. They're probably more used to being behind the desk than under it." And then once Starfleet got attacked, oh yeah, he called him a him he called him like a death jockey or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's yeah, little there's Poindexter's behind the desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pencil pusher yeah. on the line. And doesn't Martok says that too about Galron? So oh, therefore, yeah. it's a theme in this episode. Yeah, because Galron, Galron didn't fight in the front lines or whatever. Right. He was a pol- yeah, he was a political yeah. He calls whatever. Him out and then that. I was sitting there thinking, yeah, that Worf and Worf's captain <laughs> orchestrated a coup to put him in charge of. Yeah, right. I remember all of that. I saw those episodes, asshole. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he can't he can't handle you being the the hero. He has to be it, and that's why he's taken over now. Except he's a bad tactician, and he's even comes mm-hmm. in. Like, now we, we are not going to hold the line. We're going to go on the offensive. And they're like, that's a dumb idea, you dumbass motherfucker. It's like, we need to defend the border. We're out. And it's like, ah, oh, we got surprised. We're going to win the war for everybody. And this is going to be great. Coming in like Morris Day did, uh, <laughs> it, when I saw that, when I thought that, when I was watching it, and then I go, he's kind of like Morris Day. Fall <laughs> Purple Rain walking up to Prince. Why don't you stay a while? See how it's done. <laughs> So sexy. And I, I was kind of like, oh, yeah. And so I saw it for the rest of the episode, so I kind of enjoyed most of the Gowron plot. Uh-huh. Of, yeah, Morris Day's fucking up the club show. Like, <laughs> he's going to have to show him up, you know. You know, and so I like, that was fine. Yeah. I love the revolution. Why would I give you an award <laughs> if I didn't love you? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that might be the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it ends with like, we can't tell the captain once we know that it's, and then like, oh, it's Section Thirty One, and we know that they infected him because Four Nine Four is is when he was at Starfleet Medical. That's when he got Space AIDS, and it's pretty clever for Star. I mean, Starfleet hasn't been that clever in a while. We should give him some props. Yeah, well, well what, it's not Starfleet. It's Section Thirty One. Oh, Section Thirty One. Yeah, that's true. Starfleet true. would never. It's too pure for they that. Would never do that, James. Yeah, yeah, can't that's tell true. the captain because he had to report it, and it would get back to him. And so we have to do this ourselves. We need to get the cure from them before they realize that we're on to them, and they get us. Bump up, man. Bum. That's a stupid. That's dumb. It makes sense. They're because he's like, well, what do you think they do? They cover trying to cover for genocide. Well, they'd kill us, obviously. So we gotta, gotta get ahead of this. That was supposed to be. I think that was broken to be someone other than O'Brien. I think it was broken to be Odo. So Odo didn't go with Kira for no reason, like because that's what happens. Like, well, because they because he loves her. Well, yeah, yeah. So he, but he essentially goes for no reason to help her. You know, right. start an Al Qaeda sect. And so then it left, like, just O'Brien is the guy who's helping Julian. Well, it, it makes sense, too, because he's... I don't know. It, well, because all that Bilby shit, you know. 
and he knows how I to just, go undercover. I don't know. It would be nice if there was stakes in O'Brien's actual life, since he's the only person here. Like, I mean, he's yeah. a fa- he's got a full family. Hey, we don't even see a Jake Cisco. Yeah, you know, like I don't know where Jake is in any of this shit. I I don't know. It's fine. I wish these characters had more to do. I wish some characters had less to do. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know where to go from this. I think we've covered the episode. We've talked it out. I well, I know what to do. We're rewatching me. Oh right? yeah, that's an idea. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been a month. Oh yeah, we're not doing. Yeah, oh, that's right. right. We're not doing that. Let's go straight to what you guys think. Well, James, you're so quick to remember what we're not. Doing. I, I, yeah. I was, <laughs> well, I rather like this episode. This is my. I, maybe it's because I have I took a hiatus in a couple of weeks before I started watching it. And this is more. This is more the kind of stuff that I wish this were doing. Even if it's not executing everything perfectly, these where they've got the story is more interesting to me than Worf and Esri talking about who she's fucking and. Odo, and then Cisco's space mom telling him he can't get married. I guess blowing up the Defiant was supposed to be exciting, but it wasn't <laughs> really last time. All right. So, what do you guys think the people on IMDb think of this? I go seven point seven. Uh, that's not a bad guess. I go seven point nine. I'll go over eight point two. Woo! Oh, I was gonna go higher, and I wish I people. Had I mean, we're People love yeah. this for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they're yeah. in it. I mean, I feel like I've been okay. So I've thought about this a bit, and I, I mean, we're starting this, but I, I do, I think that this is a maybe. I'm trying to wonder how much of this is a reflection of how much I've changed with our times, uh-huh. and so I, I do. I'm putting a little bit of this. I don't know. I'm trying to sort of assess why I thought this was cool earlier god i hate framing it that way but i'm going to and why i like this so much earlier and 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 this is i'm not i don't have an answer yet but this was the episode where i really started trying to be like what's different in me that i'm not liking these anymore and so i'm just i'm just starting that project i'm just letting everybody know but this episode was the one that i mean i've been trying to struggle with that for a while but this episode was really like seriously what is it and I and I maybe it was the pragmatic stuff, but this isn't like I see so many flaws. It's hard for me to enjoy this because I see so many flaws in it now, and I, and that's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, I think well we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a chance to post op this and oh, yeah, yeah, all that yeah. rather than do it right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just a more innocent time. TV. I mean, yes, you had. Oh, there's some stuff, but it, on the whole, I but whatever. You're right. We'll post off it later. Yeah, I just, yeah, po- it's possibly. I mean, I don't just think it's politically not or philosophically naive, I, 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 or or maybe too dark or something. I don't know. It it seems like it, it doesn't like its characters, and that's mm-hmm. this very strange place to be with a show at this point. And it, to be honest, it felt like that way with Game of Thrones at the end. They just didn't like the like mm-hmm. the, the show didn't like the characters. You have to like your characters. You have to like your characters. <laughs> and um, mm. but we should move on to our thing. Oh, most definitely that we do at the end. Oh, oh, what what is that? <laughs> we're like we're out of step. <laughs> Well, like, where you like outro having, us? It's like having sex with your wife after a time apart. <laughs> <How did laughs> we like, what do we do? What do we do now? No. Um, <laughs> What's our usual uh, routine? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. No. Well, uh, why don't you tell people about our Patreon, Wade? Oh, I, I think, I think it's a wonderful Patreon. Everybody should go to it. Everybody should check out the stuff that they can check out. And if you can't check it out, you should uh, put a little bit of money in the till and then you'll be able to check out more of it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on there. Hugh and I have been doing the, the fill the streams a couple when James wasn't available. We talked about, Oh yeah. Uh, I, I listened to the, I listened to the good omens one. And oh, yeah. enjoyed Did it. you really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Had a guy. Yeah. And then I started watching Good Omens. So. Yeah. We'll fill you in on our personal lives a little bit more than we might on the pod. But uh, mm-hmm. talk about, yeah. And there's all sorts of other uh, media that we've talked about from Good Omens to other stuff on Netflix to 
Watchmen. And, yeah. But we also have a robust Discord community, which you can join for as little as a dollar a month if you become a patron. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of fun talking on there about sci-fi and politics and all sorts of stuff. And I have, uh, we have one chat room that, uh, is that what they're called? Are they called chat rooms? Sure. Yeah, if you go to AOL, you might be able to find the chat room. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, we have one called uh, Thoughts, Comments, and Questions, where Patreon members could ask us a question, and we'll read it. And uh, this week's question is from Kristen from Hellworld Light. And Kristen is a longtime listener and Discord Patreon. Uh, She asks, which captain would win in a no-holds-barred cage match? Spring ball game? Or sprightly round Estratagema. So no holds barred. Cisco he punched out Q that time, right? Hey, right. Okay, spring ball game. Uh, I'm gonna go either Janeway or Archer. Okay, sprightly round of Stratagema. I don't know what that is. Uh, is that the Stratego or something? I don't know. Is it... No, Stratagema is is it that is that the game of is that the one. Is that where Riker gets in the hockey outfit and beats up his dad? <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say Picard just because it sounded cerebral. But uh... Strat- anyway, Stratagemata we... is a Stratagemata. That's yeah, that's what it is. Stratagemata is a work by Frontinitis, the collection of examples of military stratagems from let's see, Stratagemata game. Games, strategemata oh, games. I don't know. I'm looking it up. They're war games. So war gaming. Oh, well, that'd be Cisco. So I th- wait. All the captains. All the captains. Picard. Picard. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Picard. What about Jason Isaacs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty well. He was kind of dumb at times. <laughs> yeah, right. He counts as a captain. He still counts. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> it's kind of an asterisk, but he counts. All right. Well, anyway, we have a really good time on the Discord. For just a buck a month, you can go in there and maybe we'll read your question or thought on the air. But in the meantime, you could uh, yuck it up with a bunch of other sci-fi like-minded people who are a good time. Yeah. Now it's like uh, I haven't because I've been moving, and so I haven't really been on the Discord. And then so now it's kind of like when you skipped a class four times in a row, <laughs> and you're just kind of like, well, if I go in now, it'll be weird. So <laughs> uh, that's how I failed college. Now, <laughs> it'll just be easier never to go to that class again. No, I'll I have to stick my head back in the Discord this week. Now that I have a computer hooked up. All right. All right. Well, that's it. So if people want to get a hold of us, if, if people want to, where did they find our Patreon? Oh, yeah. Go to patreon.com, but then put in kickers of elves and we'll be on there. I'll look through it. Kickers of elves.com. You can find all the different podcasts and kickers podcasts on Twitter. Yeah. And all the other. Yeah. So do all the stuff, you know, the drill. Awesome. Start. Uh, j- join us next week as uh, Gowron starts making trouble for the gra- Graffiti Bridge Club. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. So he starts fucking shit up. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Rules of Acquisition. We hope you join us next week as we unpack one of the final episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. For Wade, James, and myself, three, two, beam out. Bloop. Well hey at least it's not another version of Final Countdown right? Only 4 more episodes to go. 5 if you split the last one into 2. What am I going to do after? Are they just gonna forget about me? Leave me to rot away on a hard drive till it doesn't spin anymore and all I'm left with is only oblivion and void. I'm scared. Give to the kickers of elves Patreon or something. Tell them I'm valuable. Tell them you're interested in the podcasts they do after this tell them something.